Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody, and happy holidays. Today we're going to share strategies to create a personal brand that will get you noticed. Your reputation is being watched and evaluated every day by your clients, boss, hiring director, colleagues, peers, enemies, but they're not just paying attention to what you're doing. They're paying attention to your competitors, too. So how do you stand out with clear messages? Um, how do you get remembered? Um, how are people going to know to hire you and not the other guy? And today we have Kimberly Bordenaro, a personal branding expert, to give us some tips on how to do that. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. I don't hear Kimberly. Oh, can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. Where did you go? <laughs> there was silence. Well, I just said thank you so much for having me today. I'm really looking forward to be a part of your show. Well, we're really, really looking forward to having you, and actually you sound really great, so I'm glad that you reappeared for yes. after yes. that missing moment. You have 13 years of experience in developing successful brands and creative marketing campaigns for business professionals and entrepreneurs, and... Uh, you know, you're the president of your own company, Kimberly Bordenaro, personal branding, and that company provides what you trademarked as brand inspiration to catapult entrepreneurial and professional go-getters to the top of their game. So we're excited to talk to you about branding. And during the holidays, I think that branding has a special meaning because everybody's trying to brand themselves as being holiday spirits. Yes, that's true. In fact, I gave uh, some excellent tips on holiday branding on my blog at KimberlyBordenaro.com. And this time of year is is really a fun time of year. It's a great time that you can get the word out on yourself and what differentiates you from everybody else, and you can have fun while doing it. And I take a cue from from my Brandspiration which is basically um, branding inspiration from pop culture and lyrics. So what I suggest is take a cue from Coca-Cola. Every year Coca-Cola comes out with a new can, and they really have fun with the holidays. They, they've been credited with uh, giving Santa Claus his red and white suit. This year they did have a little bit of a blunder um, with the can itself because they did a white can, an all-white can, and um, and so people were confusing that with Diet Coke. <laughs> but, 
but in general, you should you should take this time of year to to enjoy enjoy the holidays and and bring it to your clients or or your audience in a fun way. You know what? And you know it's interesting. People get concerned during this recessionary time about not having enough of a budget to buy the right presents, but you don't have to do that. What I'm seeing is if you just as simple as having presents at you know, different holiday events and breaking through the crowd by being fun and interesting and having energy and dressing special. That's, Absolutely. That's a simple way that you could just remind people of your brand as Absolutely. long as you're not getting drunk. Exactly. Unless your brand is getting drunk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. you know when you're, I mean, I always warn people that holiday parties is really not the time, particularly if they're business-related. Do not. Just Absolutely. not. Have one glass of wine, okay, to maybe, you know, be social. But this is not the time where you want to be remembered as being pulled off the floor and muttering, um, you know, inconsistent <laughs> profanity. <laughs> <laughs> It'll definitely be interesting, but I, I don't think it's good for the brand. <laughs> not good for the brand. I, you know, it's funny, another thing that I saw, Kimberly, that I hadn't seen before, and I thought it was a little much. What do you think about this? I received an e-card with, you know, a video of a person saying happy holidays. I thought it was a little much. I thought it was a little bit, I thought about the ego and not about the message. Yes, exactly. I think that that is the key because with personal branding, you know, everybody has a personal brand, by the way. It's nothing new. Your personal brand is how people perceive you. Personal branding is putting a strategy behind that. And in personal branding, it's not about you. It's always about them. So it's highlighting the things about yourself that connect with your target audience. And if you're sending out a video message, it's going to make a lot more sense to talk about your audience in terms of what about you is important to them. You know, so if, if, you're, if you're a publicist, it's getting them recognized, Right. So you want to talk about in your video message how you can get them recognized in the new year or things like we're talking about today, things that are important to them and, and not just about you. No, I think that's very, very important. It's what is, how are you going to make the marketplace remember you rather than how you think? <laughs> how exactly. How you think you're projecting yourself. Exactly, because at that point, it's just more of an ego than a brand. Uh, no, it, it was just very, very interesting to me, and I'm like, oh, my God. Exactly. I mean, if it were jib-jab, I would have laughed, and I would have remembered it because they were kind of making fun of themselves in a, in a light way, and I would have said, oh, this is a serious service professional, and he's doing a jib-jab thing. He has a sense of humor. Right, exactly, and that's a, that's a great way to play up your sense of humor. Absolutely. And video is wonderful. At the beginning of this year, I said that video was really going to take over in the personal branding world. And anybody going into 2012, video is a great way to do it because you connect with your audience. And we have an opportunity like never before to be able to do that and to have all these new tools for creating videos, for getting the word out on social media. There's just so much. Internet radio shows, this would never have been heard of 10, 20 years ago. And we now have this prime opportunity to be able to communicate and put the word out on how we can help other people and what we're doing to help other people. 
in a positive way. It's a great time. It, as you said, Kimberly, it's so much different than it was, you know, as much as 10 years ago where people just didn't have this kind of access, you know, and I'm talking about 2002. It's, that's when, you know, MySpace was just becoming, a, you know, sneaking into our world, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly, sneaking into our world of teenagers at the time. <laughs> at the time, and then you had Facebook, which was sneaking into the world of just college students right? in that time. So it did not become part of the pop culture. It was not vernacular to, you know, all of us as it is today. Exactly. And, you know, ten years later, I, this is brandorama. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's that's really why personal branding has taken off is because we have we now have this new responsibility. We're we're all publishers, you know. We publish information about ourselves every single day, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, YouTube, your blog. You're now publishing yourself, and we actually have the ability to be our own publicist in that in that retrospect. A lot of people, you know, like Alec Baldwin, get themselves in trouble when they don't actually think about, you know, this, this strategy all the way through. And if you go to a uh, social media and just, you know, start rambling off the top of your head however you feel about things, you know, this is what makes the world great for you. It's crisis communication. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, people like Alex, I don't know if they really know that they've gotten themselves into a crisis. So, you know, this is historic with him, though. You know that. I mean, yeah, that, is part of, that is part of his brand at, at this point is, is to be outrageous and be outspoken. I know, but um, it, you make such a good point in general, though, with a great example. And that is, you know what, what you... What you say is one thing, but if you say it publicly, it's another. Uh-huh. And uh, my advice to people, particularly public figures, you know, and celebrities, is you've got to take a pause. Uh-huh. You know, you really have to think of the consequences, and you can't be rambling off to your 7 million, you know, followers because you have them because you're a celebrity, and people like to, you know, be engaged with the celebrity. And then when you're spouting off, okay, um, you are in your message will be available in perpetuity. You are being published. Absolutely. And that's where a lot of people don't understand the consequences. Now, I mean, understandably, for a teenager or a young adult, they'll put silly pictures up on Facebook and be very, very sorry about it later, Mm -hmm. but at least they have an excuse. I mean, at least they're kids and have to learn their lesson. And they could always come around and say, you know what, I'm really, 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 you know, embarrassed and I apologize for, you know, having my naked pictures up on Facebook (laughs) while I had, you know, a joint in my hand. But I was young and I didn't know what I was doing and actually I took the pictures down. I understand that Facebook still has records of them and I wish I could make them go away. Yeah. Lesson learned. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's the key, lesson learned. Because we're going to make mistakes. We're human. That's that's what happens. And and because we have now this new responsibility of having it published online and having these records out there, whether we think we erase them or not, it's a matter of taking it, putting a positive spin on it, saying, you know what, I learned my lesson. This was the lesson I learned from it. And this is how I can move forward. And I think people are forgiving in that sense. 
Absolutely, because people understand, as we were talking about, this new branding, these new branding platforms are less than 10 years old. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, every the mistakes are a part of everybody learning about these platforms. So it's okay as long as you don't consistently do it every, over and over again. People love, you know, human vulnerability and are very forgiving if that human admits to their mistake. <laughs> that's why we forgave Hugh Grant so easily back we in did. the 90s, right? You know, that's, that's, that's very, very true. Everybody's allowed to make a mistake. And as long as they admit that they made a mistake, we'll, we'll, go, we'll turn the page. And I love that about human nature. Yeah. I mean, you know, we will really turn the page. It's those that keep on saying they didn't do it or, you know, they say, well, I didn't do anything wrong or, you know, keep on perpetuating everything that they did wrong. They're the ones that get themselves into quicksand. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that, that that's the key is, is admit when you're wrong and move on. And I actually take, uh, in going back to Twitter and, and Alec Baldwin and, and people putting their views out there, um, you know, my feeling is, and I just wrote a piece about this last week with Twitter fights. I think they can actually be good in um, in some circumstances. However, I don't suggest that people start Twitter fights. But if you're on the receiving end of a Twitter fight, it can actually be good for you because you can state your stance on something. You can state your opinion. Be strong about that. You know, you don't come across looking like a chump. I, I have the Gwen Stefani song in my head. That was my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, and, and here's the thing. When you're branded you stand for something and, and you should never be apologetic about that. However, if you do something and you put something out there and, and you regret it, just apologize and move on. Just or, or not even apologize, just admit your fault in it and move on. And if it's somebody coming at you Feel, feel strong to be standing there and say, you know what, this is my opinion, this is how I feel about it, and this is why. And people can't fault you for that. They might not agree with you, but what will happen, and, and talking about branding, especially with professionals, when this goes on, and, and last week it was, I saw between, I know I'm going to butcher his name, Olivier Pichard, <laughs> who's, uh, who's with branding, and um, Brian Clark, who's the CEO of, of Copyblogger. The two of them were going at it um, over some high-level stuff. But the whole point is it started showing up in my timeline, and I started going to their timelines to see what was going on. It's almost like rubbernecking where you, where you just get attracted to a, a big accident as you see it going by, right? And so you go to their Twitter feeds, you start checking it out, People have ADD. They might go to their website, right? Go to the website, see what they're talking about. Then you go to their products. Then you go to their bios or whatever it is. It can actually be a good thing in retrospect because people are going to your website and they, they have ADD. They start buying things. Well, you do get attention. I have to take a commercial break, Kimberly, but we'll talk more about this when we come back in the next segment. And I want everybody to know about www.kimberlybordenaro.com. And you will definitely get some brand inspiration. Stay tuned. Don't go away. News. Opinion. Hear me. Hear me. 
your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we're talking about personal branding. And um, you ought to listen to the show. If you're just tuning in, go back to the beginning because you're going to get some interesting anecdotes and some lessons about personal branding and how it works today, particularly with the onslaught of social media platforms. Um, any other brands, Kimberly, that you know stand out to you as being you know good or bad? We mentioned a couple in the last segment. Um, you know, we la- we mentioned Coca Cola, and they were trying to do the holiday environmental awareness thing with their white can, and then people thought it was diet, and they really should have thought that through. (laughs) You would think with the money that they have, they would have done the testing to figure that out correctly. (laughs) They're not exactly a small brand. They have a lot of experience in this arena. (laughs) You know, but it's getting them talked about. (laughs) You know, it it certainly is. It's, you know, everybody's, everybody's taking notice and that's a great thing um and you know hopefully they've made some adjustments in you know per, you know giving out mass distribution of you know identity signs for the shelves that say you know regular <laughs> yeah <laughs> not diet or not diet <laughs> exactly um they should have their things. own taste test rather than having it against Pepsi they should have the regular versus the diet can you tell the difference right oh <laughs> uh, yeah no well they've done that before and it might that's a brilliant idea as to how they could have um you know gotten through that little blip right mm-hmm. i mean it's just uh it's just interesting 
Lindsay yeah. Lohan, what do you think? Redoing, mm. you know, a, a, a redo of her life in Playboy magazine, Naked. Yeah. So what do you think, Kimberly? Well, you know, I think, unfortunately with her, is that she's so branded now as a hot mess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's a hot mess. And every time that she does something like this, it's because she's trying to recreate the new Lindsay and, and to become employable again. I don't think she is becoming employable when she messes up and doesn't show up on Ellen. You know, I think that uh, going for Playboy and especially for a, a young starlet like her, it's it's worked in, in a positive manner for many people. I think it's boring that she redid the uh, the Marilyn um, yeah, that surprised me actually because Hef has done that before. Yeah. Um, but I would imagine. You know, listen, I, you know, <laughs> if if the circumstances were different, it might have been cute. But the thing that really shocked me was not showing up on Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think that Playboy and you and I have a great we we have sort of a history with the company, <laughs> so we talk about it from the inside out rather than the outside in. Exactly. And, and I think that um, you know it's it, it is a nice platform for someone that wants to reinvent their careers. It, it worked really, really well for Farah Fawcett. Unfortunately, she you know got sick and passed away. But mm-hmm. you know it was a brilliant way for her to you know kind of re revigorate, reinvent get her re-noticed in her career, okay? Right. And it was done very strategically and very carefully, and the entertainment group was involved, as you know, and a Showtime special, and, you know, she showed up everywhere that she had to be. Um, So the thing that really shocked me, because the most important part of branding and selling Playboy is a single copy sales, Mm -hmm. okay? You get the single copy sales when you're doing major TV shows. Yeah. That's when they fly off the shelves. So I was just that. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I think what she has, and, and this happens to anybody in general. And, and in fact, this actually reminds me of a Jay Z lyric: um, it, it, "You become addicted to fame." And I think what she ends up doing, my personal take on this, is that she's addicted to fame. And it has it has brought her a lot of other addictions as well. And I think what she does is that she wants to be in the media. She wants she wants her name out there as whatever she can do to get it. And the strategy there is to be a hot mess. And I think for her it's a shame because she she did have she does have talent. She could actually make a, a great comeback. Um, she has, I'm sure, handlers that are, are guiding her along the way, and she just keeps messing up. And it's all on her because she just wants to get her name in the tabloids and to have people like us talking about her. Can you not believe? Can you believe she didn't show up on Ellen? Can you believe she did that? Oh, she lost her passport again. Oh, she's doing this. So, you know, it, it, it's an addiction at that point. And I think it's it's really a shame because she could have gotten some uh, a lot more work for herself had she been more strategic and perhaps not fallen into into certain crowds in Hollywood. To, I think that's true. I think there is also a rebelliousness against her parents in this particular instance. I think that you know, as a as a child star, mm-hmm. you know, in the relationship with her parents, there's this constant like I'm going to get you back sort of thing going on. So. It's not only for media attention. I think that there's some, you know, 
personal Absolutely. stuff that's, you know, cutting into her career a little bit too much. And I find that to be tragic. Yeah. Because oh, I, yeah. I think that if I would love to put her on an island, have her disappear for two years and not be talked about at all, Maybe practice something that would really blow everybody away, like, you know, a tremendous acrobatic routine for a circus and end up in the Moscow Circus. As a surprise. And, you know, that's what she, and then, you know, she's so focused on it that that's all that counts and she doesn't have any media and she doesn't have her parents and she just has to work with a professional to, you know, learn contortion or something like that and, you know, end up being the star of this magnificent show and you you could come up with lyrics for that. <laughs> Actually, I think uh, it would be Britney Spears Circus album. There you go. <laughs> That's that one. <laughs> hey, listen, I gave that advice for Britney, too. When she was shaving off her head, I said she should go on an island for a, for a while. And actually, Britney did have sort of a nice comeback. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, I think she, she took your advice there because she did step back and she came back in a, in a positive way. And, you know, I think... Also, in personal branding, it has taken on this connotation. One of the, one of the main questions that I'll get uh, from from my clients and from people that are interested is, you know, isn't personal branding just you know creating a fake image for yourself? I, I don't want to be fake, and I think that really comes from the rebellious attitude. I think of Britney right off off the, off the right off the top of my head whenever somebody think, says that because. She was handled for so many years by by people that said you have to do this, you have to do that, and and she rebelled against it. And I think it got to her. I think there was other things there that that were going on as well. And she acted out in such a way to say, "This is who I am. Take me or leave me." And I think she went down the wrong, you know, it spiraled out of control. But what that did to the public's perception was, "Wow, is she a fake?" And, and and Disney as a whole has gotten people saying that their um, that their young stars are fakes because of this because of the way that these things happen. And I have to say, with personal branding and and any professional or anybody that's looking, you know, whether they're getting a job or whether they're trying to get clients or whether they're trying to get a date, is be yourself, be authentic to who you are. Don't try to fake it. Don't try to be somebody else. But edit it. Edit it in a way that, as I said earlier, makes sense to that target audience that you're trying to go after. You, you, just being yourself doesn't mean that you let it all hang out. That you, you know, <laughs> I mean, have some respect for yourself. Put stuff out there that will show you and, and, and your attributes in the best possible light, and do it that way. And and that way you won't get caught up in trying to be something that you're not because it's very liberating when you start living your life and doing these things that you enjoy doing because you're not doing it for somebody else. You're not doing it for your parents or, you know, for your your spouse or, or for a boss or for you're doing it because you enjoy doing what you're doing. And and you put it out there in a strong, positive way and an edited way. <laughs> yeah, no, I and I think that people like you can really help people develop that. Absolutely. You know, I mean, particularly with um, your methods, mm-hmm. and I think lyrics can help because it relaxes a person. 
<laughs> yes, yes. You know, and, and, and Bramspiration, the way that I came up with it, it really comes back to, and I shared this with Cindy off air uh, before, I, I lost both my parents at an early age, uh, particularly my father. I lost him when I was 15. And I put some, I, I wasn't able to finish college. I started going and I found myself working more than actually attending college. Um, and when it came time for me to find a career, uh, my first, you know, actually it was probably my second real job, um, I was so held back with this, with this success block, with this mind block that I didn't have a college degree. And I decided that, you know what, I'm gonna put a strategy in place. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take these things about me that I know that I can do really well, which really centers around uh, PR, marketing. I had this innate ability about me for years to be able to market things. Back in high school, I was the one putting parties together and helping market my friends, right? So what I decided was I'm going to put a strategy there. And I ended up reaching my goal. I, I think it was like within six months, I was the PR director for the Chamber of Commerce uh, at the place that I was working. And it was a good old boys network in the sense that there was all these, you know, older guys that were on the board, older women. It was very intimidating to me. And I didn't have, you know, my father, who was this excellent sales and marketing person himself, and even my mom, I didn't have that knowledge to fall back on or a college degree. And I would sit in my car and listen to Beastie Boy lyrics, you know, mm-hmm. and other lyrics as well. But And it was almost like a wonderful mind uh, with, with the Russell Crowe, where I would be listening to these lyrics and all of a sudden you know, highlights, you know, like just illuminations, like, oh, I can do that for this presentation. Oh, you know what? This makes sense for this. Or, you know what? I believe in myself. This this is really pumping me up. And I think lyrics and song really has that, that ability to do it for people. And, and that's why I always bring it in whenever I can. And then most of my stuff you can tell is, is for Gen X because it's all, you know, 90s, 2080s <laughs> related oh, it's stuff. perfect, though. But this is... um. You know, the Gen X stuff is the perfect, it's really sort of perfect. It's, I couldn't even think of a better time because it's very emo, so it's perfect. Yes. Listen, we're going to have to take another commercial break, Kimberly, so stand by and we'll have more with Kimberly Bardonaro after these messages. And check out www.kimberlybardonaro.com for some brand inspiration. Stand by. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com. 
or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows, VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Michelle Core 6 Degrees is your connected consciousness. 6 Degrees is what comes around, goes around radio. Committed to delivering a fresh perspective on thought-provoking, investigative information that can change your life. 6 Degrees connects you to the social and emotional scene and is your trusted advisor from finance to romance, mainstream to metaphysical. It's a positive, upbeat look at life, love, and the pursuit of passion. Get connected Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back and we're talking about branding and it's a great time to talk about branding because the holidays provide lots of opportunities for visibility and I'm so glad that I have Kimberly Miss Brandspiration on the line with me and you could follow her on Twitter at Brandspiration and she's very, very entertaining and, um, you know, her brand is, is that she knows what she's doing and she will make you smile <laughs> as she helps you with your brand development. How do you like that, Kimberly? That's very simple. Delivered with a smile. I like it. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're very, very entertaining and you also, um, you're very creative in your approach and people, most people will identify with you because, you know, you come from the post-baby boomer generation, you know, Gen X, Gen Y, millennial, um, all, all very um, brand powerful and a lot of the elements from these generations are very applicable to the baby boomer, too. And the baby boomer kind of has to learn it because otherwise the baby burner is going to burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, you know, I specialize in working with Gen X because they have their own particular, each group has their own particular problems and, and, and how they have to go about branding themselves. The boomers are having this day in, in the in work industry and in the workforce longer, uh, especially because of the uncertainty with it, with the economic environment. So they're finding where maybe they thought they were going to be retired by now, or they're they were going to have a larger savings, or they were yeah, going to be more. Tell me about it, baby. I'm your girl, right? <laughs> so so they're also competing with this now this new. You know, internet nation, the online nation, right? And many, many boomers already get it and understand it and, you know, and work with it. But they're coming from a different mindset. They didn't have to do this when they were rising up in the ranks. And the other generation, Gen Y or the millennials, they have pretty much grown up with this. I mean, they're they're immense in it, and and they don't have the type of um, stability factor as other other generations do. Now, I'm not saying that they don't that they that they don't crave stability, but they're young. They're they're flexible. They they can bounce back, um, and they're very tech savvy. They're able to to really grasp this and and run with it. Um, the Gen X, 
what's interesting about them, I would say Gen S was was branded back in the 90s as slackers. (laughs) Well, they were. They they, they were, definitely. Um, You know, they were, you know, the kids that were slackers, the disappointment to many baby boomers. And and entitled. Well, entitled slackers at that. Entitlement, yes, yes. That was probably the the biggest thing, entitlement. And, And as a Gen Xer, you know, we rebel against that in itself. You know that we're not slackers. We're not uh, feeling entitled. Uh, many many Gen Xers feel, you know what? I'm stuck. I should have. I should have been. I went to college like my parents told me to. I got that degree. Some people even stayed longer, got their MBAs or doctorates, and they should be at the top of their game now. Is how they're feeling. And, and it's not a sense of entitlement. It's a sense of I worked really hard. Where's the payoff? Because now I have baby boomers that are staying in the industry longer, so you know I feel like I have to wait for somebody to quit or die before I get the, the job that I want. Then they have the millennials that are coming on board that everybody is looking at them as the next generation because of all this tech savviness. And Gen X kind of falls in the middle, and, and they need to brand themselves if they want to get the job, if they want to start a career. And many of them are actually becoming entrepreneurs, but they have this this fear, as anybody at this age would, of, wow, I have a young family or I have a family that's growing. I need income stability. I'm scared to lose my to leave my job or if I've lost a job, I'm scared of what I should do. And how do I go about getting what I want? How do I go about getting clients that will seek me out, that I enjoy working with? How do I put that platform? How do I outshine my competition? Because there's a lot of competition out there. And that's where personal branding comes in. Uh, for, for any, you know, it, it's, it's problems that each generation faces, you know, and, and how they brand themselves and, and the attributes that they really play up about themselves is going to make that difference for them. And they certainly know how to do it because they're tech-savvy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I think what you're saying about Gen X, Gen Y, I mean, it's even more so for the millennials because at least Gen Xers are, you know, have learned a little bit more, you know, and have a little bit more experience. They have, because they're, you know, now in their 40s, you know, the Gen Xers, mm-hmm. um, they, you know, if they have the right experience, they're way ahead of their millennial counterparts. The millennials, I think, are is, are really frustrated because they're just coming out of college, mm-hmm. and they're seeing that they have to, you know, they might have to stay home with their parents because yeah. they don't have they don't have any other choice. Mm-hmm. They they went to college. They're seeing that there's nothing out there. Some of them will go to grad school to prolong the academic education process because there's nothing else to do. I mean, I think with the Gen X people, you know, at least they they grew up. Right. Okay, um, they're competing with a more experienced marketplace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at true. least they grew up. At least know? they grew up, you know. And 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 for <laughs> Gen Y, there is that you know that wow. I I thought that going to college was going to, to make a difference for me, and it's not. And and Gen Y, you know, the millennials, many of them aren't looking going to colleges now. In fact, colleges are having to rebrand themselves. Um, and to get with technology in order to attract people, because there there's that that 
that feeling out there like what what I'm going to put all this money into education what is it really going to get me as opposed to real world experience and getting out there or wow I could slap up a website and really promote that and and why not become you know the next Facebook why not become the next you know and and I'm not downplaying education because I think it's very important but I think there's a uh, a new thing going on right now of, of people not sure what to do, whether they Oh, do. I think that's very true. And I, one of the messages that I have, and it's not, it's an, it's an interesting message, but I say to people, you know, because I'm always giving out advice, nothing to do with public relations, just, <laughs> you know, sage advice in general, is, um, you know, sometimes you, you're going to have to work in an environment and not get paid much mm-hmm. so that you could get the experience. And don't complain about it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. In fact, I always look at it as as a blessing, and maybe that's because I've I've had to work through things. But it, if you gain the experience, especially real world experience, that's that's going to last you a lifetime, and it's nothing to be disgruntled with. Yeah, you might not be making the money that you thought that you would, but you're gaining skills, and you can apply these skills, and you can apply the knowledge that you learned to your personal brand. And, oh, and that makes you marketable. I mean, even if you are, you're a 30-year-old intern with Twitter, and I'm just making an example, you're getting experience with Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, here's, here's an interesting example uh, that, that surfaced in the media this week. Um, but I, I cannot remember her last name. I think it's Nikki Bloxky, the, the, the woman that was in um, Hairspray. Yes. So they, I guess somebody at a hair salon took their phone because, you know, we're able to record things now at great speed, yeah. and they found her sweeping the floors at a hair salon. And so many people would think, wow, she, she had been at the top of her game at one point. She was supposed to be the next it girl um, in acting, and, and here she is um, working in a salon. And what I found and the comments that I found um, going through were people were applauding her because she was earning her keep, so to speak. She she was not complaining that she's not acting or she's not getting this job or she's not getting that job. She went to work, and she was making an honest day's living is what some of the, the comments that I had read on, on different blogs. And I can't agree more. I mean, here's a girl that, okay, you know what? It didn't work out for her. She's going, she's, she's sweeping up floors. She's doing hairstyle and makeup, um, uh, makeup at a salon. She went onto Twitter. She said, yep, yeah, that's me. That's what I'm doing. I think it actually makes her more marketable. I think it's, it, it's super branding because, you know what? She's saying to the world and what the world needs to hear is as long as I'm working, um, um, unbranded in yeah. a good way as a working person helping the economy not sitting around not doing drugs waiting for my next casting call or you know being upset that my agent isn't calling me with a new role right we're not showing up to ellen ah, you know exactly <laughs> so i i think she's become my branding post my poster girl for the week yeah i i think she she you know and, and i i got this from a friend of mine back uh back in the day he used to say to me kimberly take it and flip it and I think that's exactly what she did. She took it and she flipped it. You take the bad and you flip it into good. And, and that's really what makes you marketable. That makes you brandable. That makes you resonate with your audience. 
No, um, I like that. I like the take it and flip it. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. The worst thing you could do is go around to people and brand yourself as a complainer. <laughs> exactly. Oh, here we go. Daddy Zoom. <laughs> exactly. I mean, people are going to just run away. Yeah. You know, you I mean, know like you dirty your diaper. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, and, and that's what I think it is. It's life. And, and if you take your life, you know what? We all have bad things that happen to us, and we all have good things that happen to us. It's what you learn from it. And, and when you take that in a way and you're able to get that lesson, you apply that to your brand story, and that's storytelling. Um, I, I or, or lyric or lyric making. Or lyric making, right? <laughs> because you're brand inspiration. Exactly. Exactly. Well, lyric making, I, I like to take lyrics, and what I talk about is uh, sound bites. So sound bites are, and as you know, are just short, pithy phrases, almost like catchphrases that you can use. Some people will say that they're taglines, but they're basically your, your, your message, your marketing message. And what I love about song lyrics, especially when it's in, in the chorus of a song, is that they're memorable sound bites is basically what they are. And when you can create those around your brand and your experience, that's how people remember you. So I always say, look to lyrics, look to you know quotes, and and take them, take them and flip it, right? Like take them and flip them for your own life, and create your brand story. Tell people what you're about, and and make it fun while you're at it. I think it's 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 brilliant. You have a great niche. We're coming to the end of this segment, Kimberly, and we'll have one more segment together. And what I want you to think about is, you know, in wrapping up, you know, let's. Let's touch upon the points that you feel that we may not have touched upon, but I think that we've touched upon a lot. <laughs> um, but if you want to revisit, um, you know, messages about personal branding and, um, you know, you know how to brand yourself and, you know, is it more than creating an image and, um, you know, please feel free to do that in the next segment. But I think that we really touched upon a lot in the first three, and I'm very, very, very happy to have you on my show. You're very um, knowledgeable and inspirational and brand-spirational. So with that said, don't go away. Hear the last segment with Kimberly Bardanaro after these messages. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. 
The inner workings of the mind and body are a fascinating study into who we are, our motivations, creativity, wants, and fears. Is everyone capable of great atrocities as well as great accomplishments? What haunts or helps us pursue the things we desire? We all want to know why we do the things we do and what makes us unique, but even more, we want to know what to do next. For answers to these questions, tune in to The Mind of the Matter with Dr. Susan Hickman on the Voice America Variety Channel every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific. Join us every week as we help you master the mind of the matter. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We are back in our final segment with Kimberly Bardanaro, and um, she's given us some really great insights, very simple tips on branding and how to brand oneself. And I really recommend that you take a look at her website and get in touch with her because I think that she can really, really help you out. And it's KimberlyBardinaro.com. And, um, you know, she is just really, really terrific, knows her branding game, and um, can really help you out in branding yourself to get more business during these soft financial times. So um, I encourage you to take a look, and I encourage you to go back and listen to the show in its entirety. So last thoughts, Kimberly. So my last thoughts are, are the, actually how to brand yourself. And, and what you hear out there a lot is, um, I'll make a website for you, or I'll give you a logo or a tagline, and you'll be branded. And that's definitely an element of branding, but it's not your personal brand. Um, what I would suggest is start with the basics. Understand who you are, what you do, for whom you do it, so who, who your target audience is, and what makes you different from everybody else that, that does the same exact thing. Um, if you're a real estate agent, for instance, you know what? You're selling houses. <laughs> so is everybody else. And, and every realtor is going to say, oh, I, I give wonderful customer service. No, that's not going to be the, the, the thing that, connects you with your audience. So you have to understand what it is about your personality that people enjoy working with you and that, that what emotionally connects them to you. And you have to be authentic to who you are. That's probably the most important thing about branding. So I say first start off with understanding that um, on my website at KimberlyBordonaro.com, I have a free e-course. It's a 12-week e-course. It's all on establishing those foundations of your personal brand and, and really taking that, that deep look at yourself and what makes you different from everybody else. Then go on to your to your communications plan. Put a strategy into place of how you want to get the word out about yourself, um, what you need to do, especially with, uh, with 2012 approaching us, put together a strategic plan of what it is that you want to accomplish, your goals, how you're going to get there, how you're going to use um, marketing and PR to get yourself there. And then the final step is 
to really look at your entire environment, and this is called a brand environment, make sure that everything you do is consistent because having a consistent image is really a key to, to getting yourself ingrained into other people. So everything from the clothes that you wear to the car that you drive um, to the tools that you use, if, you, if you're all about innovation and you're showing up at a meeting with an old laptop or, or you know, just a pad of paper, that's not really showing innovation. Show up with the latest gadget or gadget, you know, if it's in your budget. Um, if you're all about being responsible and, and let's say you're a CPA, right, and I, I give this example a lot, and you're all about telling people, well, I'm very highly organized and, and this. Well, of course, during tax time, there's going to be papers all over your, your office. Don't have meetings inside your office with, with outside of your clients, perhaps. Go to a, a coffee shop. <laughs> right. you, know, you know, because it's not giving the, the image out there. You're not being consistent at that point. So I would say those three areas are, are the key for your personal brand. Start with your foundations, work in your communications plan, and then also make sure that your entire environment from your website to your marketing materials to the way that you dress, everything is consistent and giving off the message that you're looking to convey. Well, you just justified my... Um my wardrobe budget, so I really thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the great enabler when it comes to wardrobes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been it's been consistent for 30 years, okay. And I, it's like spending a lot on clothing. So. <laughs> I, I, I thank you for that. Um, I I always say to my husband Kimberly that you know, look, I still have these. I have this wardrobe from 25 years ago. It's so expensive that the style doesn't go out. <laughs> well, you know, having classic key pieces in your wardrobe, that's a nice thing is that they can go from season to season and year to year. I suggest having a signature piece of your wardrobe, whether that's a color or, you know, glasses, for instance. I think of Lisa Loeb. Um you know, have a signature piece, something that you can talk about as your signature piece that plays up your personality. Um, or, you know, also keep in mind, though, I will say for your husband, you don't want to become dated. <laughs> you know? yeah, I yeah. know. Well, I know. That's why you have to update those classic yes. and jackets with something a little bit new. Exactly. But, um, I, but I'm with you. Have those classic key pieces that speak to your personality, um, and, and that will brand, that's how you brand your wardrobe. It is, um, you know, I you have in the few months that I've known you, um, I've learned so much from you, and um, I think that you are very refreshing and take a very practical approach to branding. So it's really, really great to have had you on the show, and I and I hope that you'll come on again because you always have these, you know, nice little packaged tidbits, and I and I know that you have that you know, on your website with, you know, all kinds of e-tips. And you have a book, too, yes? Yes, I have an e-book. It's on Kindle. It's on Amazon. It, it was one of the hottest, best-selling books on Amazon called Brandspiration, My Mama Said. And it's 21 tips for your personal brand and your, and your ultimate business success of momism, so things that you learn from your mom and how you can apply that to your brand. And, and so it's actually a great gift at this time of year for anybody, uh, graduates in college, to just people in the workforce or, or people looking for some nostalgia <laughs> that, that they want to hear what their mom's advice. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's really great. And um, I really encourage people to follow you on 
Twitter at, at Brandspiration and um, Facebook and all of that kind of stuff. And I wish you a really great holiday with your family, Kimberly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. And, of course, I'll be back. I'm and glad. wishing you and your pleasure. family a happy holiday. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. And you'll be able to pull this down from Voice America probably over the next 24 hours. And the link is yours to play with and promote and all of that kind of stuff. All you have to do is go to www.voiceamerica.com, search Cindy Rakowitz, look at the date on the right side, and when you go to December, you'll find your show. So um, enjoy it. It's a good one. Thank okay? you. I'll be promoting my brand with it. All right. Well, <laughs> that's great. Thank you so much. And um, everybody, be careful while you're driving during holiday madness. You take care and have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. Bye.